Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin. And thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for amazing feedback from our listeners. Thank you for supporting us. Just always feel truly grateful to be here every Friday sitting across from you, EJ, and helping others, you know, build resources on how to become their best selves and and hopefully suffer less. Absolutely. And we have a pretty exciting last weekend, we recorded a new online course that we're putting out called Relationship Ready. And Tara and Jesse Crawl, who's a therapist who's been on our show a number of times, uh, put together the program. Do you mind just real quick telling, oh, telling that, them about it, Tara? Sure. I wasn't expecting that. I'm um, you on the spot. So this is actually for singles. I know that our practice is geared with couples, but we really wanted to help with this messy dating scene that's happening because we hear over and over like relationships are just really hard and finding someone to date is really hard since the pandemic. And so Jesse and I put together, it's a 10 lesson. So over like two and a half months on how to really attract that person that is right for you by doing a lot of exploration of your own attachment style, trusting your gut intuition to avoid red flags. There's a whole bunch of stuff on there. So Relationship ready. I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but uh, check it out. It's great. They were awesome. I was your cameraman and director. (laughs) It was super fun. We continue to get really just lucky having really smart, interesting people uh, willing to come onto our show and talk and share valuable information with you all. And I want to introduce you to Dr. Warren Kane. He is a board-certified psychiatrist. He's practicing psychiatry both in Arizona and Nevada. Uh, he practices as a concierge a psychiatrist, which is really cool, and we'll definitely talk to him about that. But also, he uh, is psychiatry involved in sports medicine as well, which is interesting, it as, is interesting as well. Yeah. So, hello, Warren, uh, Dr. Kane. How are you today? Welcome to our show. Hello, I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's fun. So, you reached out because you're in a number of markets now uh, practicing psychiatry. And we just had a really fascinating conversation about sort of your perspective, how you go about treating people. I just thought it was very from the heart and very positive, and and it was like a no-brainer to have you on here and talk to our audience. So, I mean, do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Like, what's your background? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm a physician here, and I graduated actually from the College of Medicine down in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, that's where I grew up. I went, U of A? I, yeah, U of A. I went to medical school there. I went to college, high school, middle school, pretty much everything. And um, after I graduated, I finished up my uh, psychiatry training at the University of Iowa. So I just graduated this past June and uh, relocated to uh, Las Vegas, but I have an active medical license here in Arizona. I have clients here, and it's just great to provide care. And also, I, f- I forgot to mention in your intro, you are a husband and you are a soon-to-be father, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> We're expecting here in June, and so the entire family is pretty excited. This will be the first grandson 
uh, on both sides. So really excited about that. <laughs> Do you know if a boy or a girl? Oh yeah, it'll be a boy. It'll All be a boy. Right. So we're, we're really excited. <laughs> that is cool. Congratulations. Well, con- yeah, congratulations. Your life is about to get turned upside down. We have down. resources <laughs> if you need them, Dr. Kane. Yeah. <laughs> All right, perfect. I'll be sure to reach out. Thank you. It's like the whole reason we started our practice because we had uh, we had <laughs> colicky twins who drove us to the brink of insanity and, uh, and, and Tara ter- divorced me about 50 times that year. And then we opened our couples counseling center <laughs> and here we are seven years later. <laughs> You know, we talked about maybe you coming on a few times and helping out our listeners because, I mean, the, you know, what we find is people who come into just counseling are sort of confused by what is therapy. And then whenever we start to talk to people about psychiatric interventions, about, you know, mm-hmm. about getting on an SSRI or, you know, going to see a psychiatrist, they're even more confused. And so just think it's like so important for us to offer this resource to people about like, first of all, I mean... Just on the most basic level, could you just tell people, hey, what is a psychiatrist? What does a psychiatrist do? Why might you want to go to a psychiatrist? Yeah, I think those are really great questions and things that people struggle with. So a psychiatrist is a medical doctor. A lot of people in the community kind of confuse psychologists between psychiatrists. But the main takeaway you should take from it is that a psychiatrist has gone to medical school And after four years of medical school, has done an additional four years of what we call residency training in the field of psychiatry. And psychiatry specializes in diagnoses associated with mental health disorders. So these medical doctors have spent four years working with other psychiatrists, learning the ins and outs of mental health disorders and how to treat them primarily with medications, but also with therapies. Why does somebody want to go to a psychiatrist, right? Because I think that that you that is the thing like that we they do get confused of. What's a therapist? What's a psychologist? What's a psychiatrist? You said, well, a psychiatrist is a doctor who's trained in medical interventions for mental health struggles, right? Mm-hmm. But why is a person taking that next step to see a psychiatrist? It, usually, I would categorize it maybe in two different scenarios why a person would see a psychiatrist. One is if their symptoms are really severe, right? That's the one that we think most commonly. You're struggling with anxiety, you're struggling with depression, or even some of those with mental health disorders may be like hearing voices or seeing things that may not be there. Family or the patient may be so concerned that they end up going to the hospital. And that's kind of their first point of seeing a psychiatrist, right? The second way most people come to see a psychiatrist is usually they've gone to somebody like your guys' selves. They've gone Mm -hmm. to see a therapist or a psychologist because they've been struggling maybe a little bit more mildly or this might be the first time in their life they're struggling with, you know, some some mood or some depression, some anxiousness. And then usually the counselor or therapist kind of encourages them to see a psychiatrist because Maybe they've tried a whole bunch of therapies, right? Maybe they've been in therapy for several months and aren't seeing any benefit or not a significant benefit. Maybe they've changed their diet or now they've started to do yoga or breathing exercises. But again, haven't really seen the results that they're looking for. And so that's why they may be referred to a psychiatrist more in what we call the outpatient setting. Yeah, that's exactly when I have a client that I've been working with and we've tried it all from mindfulness to cognitive behavioral. And there's still this just feeling of like, I'm stuck, I'm blocked. That's when I usually make my recommendation to get an assessment to see if medication may or may not be helpful. 
Well, I would say a psychiatrist is the perfect person to go to, I think, when that's the case, right? Because as a medical doctor, not only are we trained in mental health disorders, right, and know how to treat them with medicines, but at the heart and at the core, we're still medical doctors. And what a lot of people kind of forget, even some psychiatrists out there, is that there could be really medical reasons why you may be suffering from anxiety and depression, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. There could be things going on with your thyroid or low iron or folate or the vitamins may be off and you may be deficient. And so it's really important to see a doctor, a psychiatrist to kind of get that initial evaluation to determine are there things that we need to treat before we start on psychiatric medicines or would psychiatric medicines be a f good first place to start? Yeah. I mean, that was what was, when I spoke with you the first time, that was what was so appealing about what you were talking about was like, you know, that, that you're looking at this person holistically, that you're not just looking through the lens automatically mm -hmm. of some psychiatric med. And I think that that is not people's most common experience, you know, when it comes to psychiatric interventions. You, do you agree with that? A hundred percent. And, you know, I spend a lot of time with my clients and that is the story that I've heard throughout the last four or five years is that people sometimes have a negative experience going to a psychiatrist. You know, although a psychiatrist specializes in mental health disorders and ideally speaks with you, sometimes my clients felt like they haven't actually been heard by their doctors in the past. I mean, I just heard from one of my adolescent clients and I had referred her out for a you know, just a med assessment because she was just experiencing a ton, a ton of anxiety. And within five minutes, the psychiatrist was recommending whatever medication it was. And the mom was like horrified. The mom was like, "I they didn't even have me in there. I haven't even, this was my daughter. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But yes, like that can be so many people's experience where like this practitioner is not even meeting with them. And really within the first five minutes, like, oh, I've got your answer. Here's your script. That's so interesting because, you know, there's already a stigma around mental health, right? And a lot of clients, it takes a lot of courage to finally see their therapist, to finally see a psychologist. But it takes even more courage yes. sometimes to see a doctor for this, right? Absolutely. And when they finally see a doctor and they don't feel like they're being heard and they're just given a medication and the psychiatrist or the doctor doesn't even talk about the risks and benefits, right? I can see how a lot of patients may feel a lot of distrust maybe in the, in the healthcare system. Yeah. I mean, so ha talk to that a little bit to an individual who's out there who, you know, maybe has been like stuck in depression, you know, has mental health struggles that they're that they're just it's beginning to overwhelm them. But they feel that resistance point to going and meeting somebody like you, like help them understand, like why it might be, you know, an important step for them to take. Yeah. You know, I think it would be, first of all, you know, I'm sorry to hear that you're struggling with depression, right? And I can understand how feelings of depression can slowly get worse and worse and worse over time. And you kind of lose a self of your identity, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of lose the idea of who you are and who you used to be. It's really important to try to seek intervention or seek a medical doctor as soon as possible. Why? Because when we look at the evidence, when we look how depression progresses over time, is that not only will it traditionally get worse and worse and worse, but it may become harder and harder to treat. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of my clients may say, you know, doctor, I don't want to go in to see a psychiatrist because I don't want to be immediately started on a medicine. I don't want to be on a medicine my entire life. 
And that's one of the reasons why I encourage them to see a psychiatrist sooner, because the quicker that we can treat it, not only will it be easier, but it may mean that you don't have to be on the medications for as long. And so that's always important to consider. So that's what I would recommend to people out there. Yeah, I mean, I think a big thing that, that and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but what, what I've always read is that the data says, you know, the most effective treatment of somebody who's really struggling, you know, with some sort of mental health issue is a psychiatric intervention sometimes and therapy in conjunction is that is it sometimes a psychiatric intervention needs to be there just to sort of like lower the symptoms to the level where you can actually get the in work. yeah mm-hmm. actually get in and do the therapeutic yeah. work oh a hundred percent a hundred percent and that's why in my practice i love to work collaboratively with other therapists and psychologists out there why because when we look at the evidence you're exactly right ej is that people do better get better faster when we combine not only psychiatric interventions like medications, but also when they're doing concomitant therapy, right? If we approach it from two different ways, people get better and people get better faster. And that's exactly what the research shows. Yeah. And and I think it also like um, blasts through that stigma that you're talking about that like, oh, there's something wrong with me. You know, I have to take a med to be okay. Oh, yeah. You know, and then and then I'm going to be dependent on this med forever. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people have that fear out there, and I totally understand that fear. Like as we were kind of going back, uh, the story that you were t- talking about, Tara. You know, when mm-hmm. this when this mother was kind of horrified in a, in, a, in essence, when the psychiatrist immediately threw out a medication. Right, I can understand how those fears are totally warranted out there. But again, kind of going back to the evidence, the sooner that we're able to kind of you know, taper down or kind of get in control of these symptoms with medications and therapies, overall, people will do better long term, right? And so that's what I really try to reinforce and emphasize, especially with my new clients. One of the, I mean, I'm not a medical doctor, so I always stay away from, you know, recommending any feedback around that piece, but people will be like, oh, I don't need a pill to make me feel better. And I said, you know, there's just this stigma around like these happy pills or whatever for many years. And I said, you know, if you have high blood pressure, you have no qualms about Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to get on a high blood pressure med. I said, I think people just have this confusion around like the brain, right? And if it's got a chemical imbalance because of stress, because of genetics, because of whatever, Like it's, you're Mm -hmm. just trying to help it function in the best way possible. And I I try to help people at least kind of get that visual in there to help them disconnect that like happy pill. Cause I'm like, if there were happy pills out there, like lines around the block, just give me one. I said, it doesn't work like that, (laughs) but then go talk more about this to your provider because you need to be educated around this because that's not what it is. There's nothing wrong with you. Maybe your brain's not functioning quite like it could be because you've been through this prolonged period of stress because you were, you have a pre-genetic disposition to depression or schizophrenia, whatever it may be. Yeah, I completely agree. It could be a wide variety of things or multiple things that are contributing to their symptoms, right? You bring up good points. It could be their genetics. It could be the ongoing stressors in their life. It could be maybe some type of substance Mm -hmm. that they're using, right? It could even be something as simple as alcohol. But 
I agree. I think a lot of people, you know, again, I think the stigma of mental health kind of limits the ability for people out there to get a lot of education about mental health disorders, right? And that's what's so important about having a really great psychiatrist and hopefully a good physician behind your back. Because I can tell you in my practice, I spent a lot of time working with different clients, educating them about what depression is, what anxiety is, where does it affect you in your brain? And not only do I talk about the neurobiology behind the diagnosis, but we have a long conversation about what medication options are there to actually treat it. And what are the risks? What are the benefits? What are some side effects that you may or may not anticipate? And I have a lot of clients coming to me who are sometimes pretty resistant to starting medicines, right? Because usually it's it's kind of forced upon them. Right. But after we have a long and thorough conversations, and sometimes it takes multiple sessions even, they ultimately may want to start a medicine. And, and most of the time, clients do feel better and get better. That's kind of a great transition because instead of like, you know, you seeing clients and kind of putting them in like, oh, you're anxious, take this. Oh, you're depressed, take this. Oh, you have PTSD, take this. That you try to really understand that uniqueness from that person do a lot of psychoeducation, a lot of normalization, and like that you really try to create that environment of of safety and like letting them be seen for who they are. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that is that is rare, Dr. King. I just have to say that. Like we have a handful of psychiatrists in Tucson that utilize that approach. And of course they're on a, a wait because people feel so empowered when they go to them because they actually spend time. How are you doing? Tell me about how you're functioning. Oh, this doesn't feel so good. Okay, let me do this. Let's talk about this. Like so rare for a psychiatrist. And I'm not trying to bash on psychiatrists at all because I get it. Like there is just like a huge need and there's a three to six month wait. Mm -hmm. But like, why is your approach the way it is? Like help me understand kind of like your core for doing to being more holistic in that way versus other psychiatrists that might not be so. I love how you approach it and kind of term it holistic psychiatry. You know, what I really wish is that it was just psychiatry in general, right? Like everybody would be practicing this way. And, you know, one of my core tenets or one of the core things that speak to me is, you know, treating patients and people as a person first, right? And that really means getting to know them. A lot of psychiatrists out there aren't able to spend time with their patients. And if you think about it, if you meet somebody new, if you meet a friend, or if you even talk to your family member, right, it takes longer than 15 minutes to kind of understand what's been going on. Mm -hmm. So how do psychiatrists in the normal or in the community out there not only get to know this individual, get to understand their diagnosis, but also prescribe a medication in that small amount of time? I just don't understand it. But um Kind of going back to your original question, you know, my approach is, and it's sad to say, but the healthcare system in the United States and the U.S. really constricts the way physicians are able to practice it the way they want. And I want to believe that psychiatrists out there want to practice the same way I do, right? Providing that quality, comprehensive, personalized care. But the issue is they're just not able to see clients for longer than 15 minutes traditionally. Wow. Yeah, it's I I don't you know, and I honestly think like so many things like this are not a product of like individual choices. They're a product of like being sort of funneled into a system. Right. Because I think, you know, Mm -hmm. honestly, whether you're going to a psychiatrist or a proctologist, 
you know, you're sort of having the same experience of a system that's based upon a massive volume, you know? Yes. And it's just, but I think like the nuances of mental health really sort of exasperate the problem of that managed care 15 minute with a client system. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can tell you from experience, right? I've had experience being in the insurance system in these large organizations and the way things are set up Um, They're usually not set up by physicians themselves, if you can believe it or not. It's usually by other people who aren't as familiar with the patient-to-doctor relationship, right? That's the whole reason Mm -hmm. we went to medical school. We went to residency. We dedicated our lives to education and providing the best treatment possible. These are the reasons why we went into medicine because we have this passion. But the issue is usually the way the systems are set up. The way the doctors get reimbursed, the way that you are able to see a certain type of physician, uh, those rules really, again, constrain our hands and constrain our abilities to treat you the way we want to. And that's why, you know, I've chosen to be an out-of-network psychiatrist, meaning that I don't get reimbursed from the insurance companies. So I get a lot more autonomy, a lot more freedom, and I'm able to practice the way I really want to. I I just want to say that I really appreciate you giving me that lens to look through because I think at times it's like psychiatrists just don't care. They just want to write that volume piece, but really that they're constricted by this healthcare system. Like it just, again, thank you. I appreciate that. It helps me have this different lens. And and yes, here at our center, we, we don't accept insurance either. We're private pay because it was like insurance companies would like, oh, you're approved for three sessions. Like how in the world do you do couples work in three sessions? Like it was just, it just did not work for us. So we are, yes, we are grateful that we don't have to be in that ugh, system. So we're sending like a mixed message. So I want to like give yeah. people some helpfulness here, right? Is it Because we're saying like, hey, psychiatric intervention is an important thing. You know, that there's certain times in your mental health, you know, struggles or treatment that you really want to get into a psychiatrist. But we're also saying like, hey, that system is a little wonky to get into. You know, what do you tell that person? Like, how do they go about trying to get a psychiatrist if they're in, you know, wherever, Akron, Ohio? Like, how do they find a a psychiatrist who's going to, you know, give them the treatment they need? Yeah. Well, the first thing, and, you know, I always give recommendations to my patients like they were my own family members. So I'm going to kind of approach it through that lens, right? Let's say I had a family member who needed a psychiatrist. And of course, I wouldn't be able to see them, but I would tell them how to approach it. And one of the first things that I tell people is, I want you to find a doctor. It could be a psychiatrist, your primary care doctor, any doctor. I want you to find a doctor that you're able to connect with, right? And so what I typically tell people to do is try to find a psychiatrist that's available because usually that's the first barrier. I think, Tara, and you mentioned early on, sometimes it's three months or even longer to see a psychiatrist, right? right? So the sooner that we can jump on the ball, make a couple appointments with several different psychiatrists, that's usually going to be a great first step, right? You could have several different appointments. And later on, if you connect with somebody, you can cancel the other appointments. It's it's kind of an unfortunate truth, but that yeah. would be probably the best way to approach it. And then, you know, I'm glad that you kind of brought it up because I'll be releasing a book here shortly to hopefully help navigate and answer all the questions that you're asking. But after you make a several appointments with different psychiatrists, I want you to go and speak with the psychiatrist, right? You don't have to take their medicines. You don't have to immediately accept what they want to do. But I want you to figure out whether you're able to to connect with them, right? 
And if you're able to connect with them to start building a little bit of trust, that can really go a long way later down the line, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I recommend to my patients, even who come to see me, right? I, I tell them, you know what? Yeah. I hope you like me. I hope you understand where I'm coming from. I want to provide you with the best care possible. And by the way, if at any time during this whole, you know, treatment process that you're feeling uncomfortable or uneasy with me, A, let me know. And B, if we need to find you a new provider, let's do that, right? Oh, I want that. you to get the best care possible. Really, the patients have a lot of autonomy. You out there have a lot of autonomy. You have a lot yeah. of choice. They yeah. have choices yeah. and you let them know that. That is so yeah. huge because I think so many people feel like they don't have that choice. And you're saying, go be your own psychiatry mm-hmm. detective. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is a huge, I mean, there's yeah. two things that really jump out at me. And one is what Tara like sort of followed up on is just like, is empowering people, whether it's a therapist, mm-hmm. whether it's a psychiatrist, that you are a consumer and you have the right to go out there and schedule a few appointments to see if any of them are willing to give you a, some sort of a consultation, but like really go out there and make, like you said, make four appointments, you know, and then, and then decide who the right person is for you. The other thing was that relationship point of view that you talked about. And and I think there's research that says that like your relationship with your provider has a great impact upon the success of their interventions beyond just the the drug that, that they end up prescribing or the intervention they tell you to do that just trusting this person can help you increases the likelihood they're going to help you. Yeah, that's that's absolutely correct. You, you hit the nail on the head again. You know, when we look at the research, we call that in the business, I, I guess, therapeutic alliance, right? Yeah. The relationship that you have with your doctor, your provider, with your therapist, with your psychologist, you have to have that trust in order for you to get benefit, right? That's the most essential thing. And so that's exactly what I tell people. The first step is, is being able to be in a spot where you're feeling like you can trust this doctor. Yeah. Well, man, I, I feel uh, it's always wonderful to meet another person in the field who who you feel aligned with. And that their heart is right. Yeah, that where... their heart's in the right place, that they're, that they're smart, that they're also, you know, looking to do it differently than just the way, you know, sort of the the wind is blowing, right. you know, and it seems Warren, like you are really like, you're being intentional about how you build your business. You're being intentional about how you treat clients. And it's, it's just very admirable. Well, no, I really appreciate you saying that um, because I put a lot of work into it. Right. And not only work, but a lot of passion goes behind it. And the reason why I set up my practice, you know, I talk about it on my website and I just talk about it, you know, pretty much everywhere is that, I've had family members who have been in this healthcare system, seeing doctors that they didn't necessarily trust, but were giving them recommendations, and they kind of just blindly accepted it, right? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it led to harmful side effects and harmful consequences, and you can see people get frustrated and hurt, right? And so I've practiced in those systems before, and I just try to get out and start my own and really just provide the treatment that I think will help out people in the long term. I mean, all I can say to that is thank you for caring and you'll be getting a bunch of referrals from us for sure. (laughs) I might come to you too. (laughs) So, I mean, let's just help people if they do, if they're, you know, they're just connecting with the way in which you're talking about psychiatry Mm -hmm. or just your ideas in general, you know, what are you up to right now? Uh, How can people connect with you and make sure to tell us a little bit more about this book and when it's coming out? Yeah, if you guys have connected with things that I've been saying and you guys are interested in kind of the care that I provide, 
I really recommend that you kind of check my website out. I put a little bit of energy in there. There's a couple videos and a couple of my articles as well, kind of explaining my approach and how I'm really different from other providers out there. So my website is www.kane, which is K-A-N-E, PSY.com. And on that website, you're going to not only be able to get information about me and my practice, but also schedule a free 15 to 30 minute conversation meet and greet with me, right? With all my new clients, I want to understand where you're coming from, what you're kind of dealing with. And if I'm the best psychiatric provider for you, right? I want to understand your values, maybe talk with you about what treatments that you had in mind. And really going back to what we talked about before, empowering you with the decision as to whether you want to hire me on as your psychiatric provider. So again, just go to my website, you'll find information there and it should be pretty easy to navigate. Currently, I'm accepting new patients here in Arizona and in Nevada. I see people in person via telemedicine. I'm highly flexible, but traditionally see people Monday through Fridays. But again, reach out to me and we can discuss a great time to meet with you and how you would like to be met. Um, And then I think the last question that you mentioned was just related to the book. You know, I'm going to be putting out an ebook here soon. It'll be absolutely free to download on my website, but it's really meant to encourage and educate you and others out there about the mental health system out there. Right. And it'll be like insider tips and tricks on a, how to find the best psychiatrist and B, what questions should you be asking your psychiatrist to know if they're a good one, right? And so this will be a really great resource for, for pretty much anybody out there. That just sounds incredible. I mean, just all, all those resources, the free ebook, the 15-minute no-charge consultation. Yes, mm-hmm. you're definitely a provider that cares. And I can feel that passion from you. And we're not even face-to-face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, if if you're willing, we'd love to have you back on again. And we, you know, today was just this sort of broad brushstroke of like, hopefully helping people understand psychiatry a little bit better and, and having an entry point and some tips on how to do that. But it would be wonderful to have you back on and get a little more specific and help people understand, you know, SSRIs and, and MAOIs mm-hmm. and other things that might be contributing to a mental health struggle that it can be treated in a... I don't know how in a holistic or integrative way. Like there's other treatments out there besides medicines. And again, it's a huge education component and I'm hugely passionate about that. Right. We need more people out here just trying to educate everybody out there. So, you know, I'd love to be on again, talking about anything and everything. So yeah, I really appreciate your guys' time. All right. Well, great. Well, uh, Dr. Warren Kane, a board certified psychiatrist in Arizona and Nevada. We will, um, put up your um, website in our show notes uh, for listeners. We'll also give a link to that ebook, but um, it's on the website as well. You know, thank you for your time. Thank you for your passion. Thank, uh, yeah. Thank you for all you are doing to help others really navigate this difficult topic and, and really giving that feeling of empowerment that people have a choice and they get to kind of be in control. Well, no, thank you all for having me on and just giving me the opportunity and ability to speak to others out there. I really appreciate your guys' help. And um, yeah, thank you so much again. Oh, absolutely. It was awesome. All right. So for all you listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today or checking out our show. As always, it's like super helpful if you share just, you know, if you like our show, if you like the information uh, that we're putting out there, please tell a friend about it, you know, send them the link. Uh, Please give us 
ratings. It's really helpful for us to just get these words out to you. We love hearing from you with show ideas, with people you'd love uh, to hear us interview. So, you know, please just be an active participant in the show because, you know, you help make this, you know, the fun and informative piece of content that it is. Absolutely. Just always so grateful for our listeners and for our guest speakers. And yeah, just to be here sitting with you, EJ. And as I shall end always like we do, uh, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.